Hello and welcome back to Taken Off Air, where we are indecisive, indiscriminate, and completely bad shit. Like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, as evidenced by last episode. And the fact that I have accidentally named the past four or five episodes episode 23. So, we'll we just go. Jay ruined we'll, it. I we'll still think if, we, if we'd released 23 episodes called episode 23, we would have gotten out of the mirrors. I think that would have done it. We've tried many ways over the years. I know. I feel like that might have been the way. But there is celebration, and I'm starting the countdown now. Not because... Wait, it's a stupid number. Because usually when you do a countdown, you start from 10 or you start from 5. This being me, liking even numbers, we're starting from 4. And this is the countdown to our 100th episode. So why didn't you start last time from five? Five's a round number. It's a multiple of five. It's a common round number. For two reasons. One, you Number forgot. one, I like <laughs> even numbers. Number two, I clean forgot until you yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> so an earlier 100th episode, what, 100th episode of this season? 100th episode altogether. I'd be worried if it was 100th episode this season, otherwise we really have done 23 Man, episodes. Of I do episode not know what we are doing. I don't know what's going on. I barely know what date it is. Well, we're up to season three. I so changed my watch face to have the date because I forget, keep forgetting what date it is. Nah, I've, I've, my watch face has the date. My watch face is really annoying because it's got the date on it, but whenever I play music or anything like that, that covers the date because it just yeah. comes up with a little symbol saying it's playing music. So it's I really never fucking annoying. It's my watch. Wait, it's not It's not even that. It's just because it's connected to my phone via Bluetooth. If my phone's playing music, it'll have a little music symbol there telling us my phone's playing music. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll totally later you can change settings. I turned that off so that it just stays on my watch face. It's all good. Because I play music in the car through my phone. Um, mine, I've got the date, the time, what power I've got, messages that people are sending, a low battery notification. Right, everything's popping up right now. And my pulse, so I can see how annoyed I am at all the messages. I think my my watch face, my default watch face is just a watch face with the date at the bottom, how many steps I've done to the right, uh, my battery in the middle, and then on the far left, if I get a notification, it comes up as like a little orange dot. That's it. Well, since we've immediately gotten off topic. But there was no topic to begin with yet. So well, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna use watch to pull you onto topic. Okay, go for it. Uh, so, as we know, uh, the rap legend that is Coolio, who was also a bit crackers, died earlier in the week. I've got, I've got topical conversations here, Kyle. I've got two recent events. It's weird. It's almost know, like we're it's... starting again. We've got way off track. I'm yeah, not trying to bring we, it back. We... I just... <laughs> At the start, we tried to do current news. It went yeah. downhill very quickly when we started talking about news that happened 20 years ago, and then we just sort of abandoned ship and went on to random shit. <laughs> so, um, so there was once, uh, well, it's a today I learned type of thing, but it was actually about three days ago I learned, that Coolio yes. was once injured during a gig in Stoke-on-Trent. Why was um, he in Stoke-on-Trent? He was doing a gig. Well, right. I, I gather that, but why? Usually when people do worldwide tours and stuff for America, they go to London, and that's about it. When they come to England, maybe Newcastle. I don't, I don't know, man, but basically, um, it says, uh, after a stage dive into the audience went wrong. Now, 
stage diving. Stage diving's a thing in America. Stage diving's a big thing in America. In and England, get, nobody gives a fuck. Well, you can, I feel like you can get away with it in England from certain things. So I feel like if you're at a... I feel like rock bands can get away with it, definitely, in England. Yeah, but that, that's if they haven't started a mosh pit first. But rappers? I mean, let's I, be honest. Most people going to rap concerts in England are just chavs. And I listen to rap, and I know that. I've I've never seen what a rap concert looks like. I've never seen what like does the audience just sit there bobbing their head or something? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't it, know, man. But in in, just... in in classical, you're sitting in a theater and you've got your like binoculars and everything. In Vok, you've got all the metal heads like slamming against each other in a mosh pit and stuff. What do you do with a rap concert? I don't know, but because this is england and because they probably were chavs we 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 done our nation proud because we couldn't just step aside and let him fall flat on his face flat no, on no. his face dude right first of all that was by accident and second of all that is i'd, I'd flag this up when we done our own words we've made up by accident and i've done face once and you've done it twice so it's even now apparently it's a common thing for us yeah apparently okay <laughs> um but this is absolutely brilliant um so uh, yeah, so being being in England, we couldn't just let him fall on his face. We couldn't just be like, "We're not going to catch you." There had to be more to it. Of course, did someone so, glass him on the way down or some shit? He left into the cloud, cloud, crowd. He didn't leave into the cloud. On that would be a good leap, dude. No, <laughs> I'm tired, man. <laughs> he's leaped into the clouds now because he's fucked off. Well, <laughs> maybe it's foreshadowing. Anyway. Uh, a witness at the event said, Coolio Nelly flattened one poor girl. Then all the students decided to launch on him. They grabbed whatever they could, beat the shit out of him. It took his trainers, his watches, changed his glasses, and he was pulled back on the stage by bouncers. They managed to get his shoes back from though. So not only did we not <laughs> catch him, we kicked the fuck out of him and stole his shoes. We kicked the fuck out of him and mugged him in the middle of a fucking gig. <laughs> yes, my hero is here. I'm going to see good music. We're going stage now. Quick, he's on the floor. Kick his shirt off him. Get his shoes. If anyone else from is from like another nation here and is confused, I'm English and I don't understand most of the time. I'm confused. You're American. So I'm born confused. Jordan has joined us. I was just saying, Coolio. Yeah. He was once at a uh, gig in Stoke on Trent and he tried to do a stage dive. And this being England, we couldn't just not catch him. They also stepped out the way, kicked the shit out of them, stole his shoes. Typical English. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, I was expecting you to say, like, people knew he was going to stage dive, so as he went to stage dive, they just, like, held out a stick or something, so he had to break through it. But I wasn't expecting him to just get the shit beat out. Yeah, but uh, apparently it's not the only time it happened, because apparently in 2015, at a festival in Switzerland... Um, which, by the way, Switzerland, is there a more sedate nation than Switzerland? I'm about to say, how can anything go wrong at a Swedish gig? The band or motorsport, the band or motorsport, because of a couple of motorsport crashes in the thought, all motorsports unsafe, so you're not allowed to do rally or Formula One, there's no open race tracks in Switzerland, they do hill climb and that's it, because it's against the clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the band Motorsport the, refused to get involved in two world wars, but apparently when Travis Scott went there, which I don't blame them, I would have beat the shit out of him as well, but he did it, they kicked the shit out of him, and then they stole his 800-pound Yeezy shoes. I still don't understand the whole fucking Yeezy shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. Apparently it's the uh, open-air festival in Sweden. 
he jumped in the crowd as part of the performance. So he wasn't even stage driving, it was part of the performance. He was like, yeah, I'll go in the crowd and they're cool. And they were like, yeah, shoes. Thank you. Jordan, Thank a creature, you. has just... <laughs> <laughs> a furry mammal has just wandered downstairs behind you. Yeah, it's Bethany's sister's dog. <laughs> I thought you were about to finish there, just Bethany's sister. Oh, no, dude. Kyle, I value my life. I was going to say... Dare. Yeah, true. So yeah. So I learned. I learned. Apparently, don't stage dive if you're. Or don't go to the crowd if you're a rapper. I mean, just what learned, wh- yeah. why would you stage dive while you're a rapper anyway? I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. Especially don't do it in English. Don't stage dive in England unless you're a rock star. Because that that's the thing. Like rock stars typically don't wear. I mean, they do wear jewelry and stuff, but a lot of the times they won't sit there showing off like a diamond encrusted watch with massive chain necklaces and stuff. Yeah, there's rappers so many do rappers that shit all the time. Shoes. Yeah, rappers do that shit all the time. Surely they should know if they dive into a crowd of people, they're trusting the, the, those people not to just turn around and go, "Thank you very much, I'll take that." And generally, uh, uh, rock fans, I or idolize and or absolutely adore the fucking music or the the band that they went to see or listen to. Yeah, hence why they get bars and stuff chucked on stage. Yeah, so they're going to get that atmosphere. Rap, I I feel like they have a different audience. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see see a reggae stage dive. I want to see a reggae before my stage dive. No, it wouldn't even be a dive. Reggae is so relaxed to just walk over and just lie down at the end of the stage onto the crowd. I'm about to say that's just because the high is a kite before performance. Dog, Jordan. We were being polite about it. We we haven't offended anybody so far. You've been here three minutes. (laughs) He's typical typical American. Admittedly, we've only been here seven minutes before then, but we've managed. Exactly. (laughs) You you just would have eventually. I'm just quickening quickening the process up. But we're doing so well. Yeah, we hadn't hadn't upset anyone. No, man. I'd love to to see that. Just a reggae stage dive where it's just tab in mouth, mic in hand, and just slowly, relaxfully, just drops into the crowd. But th- then if the crowd's the same as them, they'll be too lazy to catch them, so they'll just flop on the floor. Well, no, because they just they just wouldn't put their hands up. They'd be like, and they'd just be on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> just bobbing along. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd all be leaning, so they'd all actually be lying down. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Come on, no, like... <coughs> We've managed to not insult anyone, and then Jordan's insulted everyone. This is all Jordan's fault. It if is. anyone that listens to reggae or is a reggae fan is offended, it's your fault. Man. It is. Even if it's because of what we said, you started. I was just reacting to what was said. <laughs> uh, I do have another current event. Another one? Okay. Yes. Do you know about the NASA double asteroid redirection test? I do. It was known as... it was. It was a NASA shuttle nicknamed the Dart, and it yes. was literally designed to stop asteroids. It's a test, I think, to stop asteroids c- colliding with Earth. But yes. it's at such a range where it's like none of the debris would fall to Earth. Yeah, so either. I don't know if you know about it, but I, I can't actually remember what it was. I think maybe 2010 or something. But there's some point in recent history where a asteroid was pretty much undetected were noticed at the last minute when it was too late to do anything about and, and it, it came flew close. between the earth and the moon yeah um, and were pretty much sitting thinking well i hope it's crashing when it didn't so then they decided well we'll have to be able to re- be ready for this um 
But you know what's the best thing about this? Is it the fact that the shuttle just looks like the traditional moon shuttles, but gold, but the fact that it's just got a spiky bit on top? I did like that it was gold, but no. <laughs> you know what's even better than that? It does look like well, something else, almost, to be fair. It does. It's C-3PO's spaceship. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, the best thing about it is, if you open up Google, and it has to be Google, I've tested, it doesn't work on the others, because I've got okay. big on, on open on here, and it doesn't work. If you go on Google... And just type in NASA DART mission. When you put in NASA D, yes. it should come up. Click on it and watch what happens. It comes across the screen and crashes and tilts it. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's like when you Google a skew. It's like it the old school where... I know. It... I love the... Google's so good for that sort of shit, though, where you can just make it have little creatures on it and all that sort of stuff. And, and I'm on... Well, on my... Um... On my tablet here, it's just got Bing on it. Uh, it's not something I've ever retook any notes of. It works, and I use it. Um, but yeah, up your game, Bing, because it doesn't do it on here. You've let it us down. It doesn't do it on any others. The thing that I love about it the most, right, it looks like a normal satellite, but with, like, off-kilter solar panels so that it can, like, steer and everything, of course. But it is legitimately just a, a box with solar panel wings and a point on the front, and it's just right. Okay, you're going that way. Bang, yeah. and they just fire it towards. Like, they, they do the calculations and everything, but it's like right. Okay, we're just going to fire this box with a payload at this thing, so it explodes on impact and makes it either fuck off or gets destroyed. Hey man, it works though. And the fact that it's redirection as well, so it's not even like they're trying. They're putting a nuke in it and trying to destroy the asteroid or anything. It's just we're going to hit it with enough explosive force so that it goes that way a little bit. It goes yeah. left. <laughs> Did it work? It. I mean, it. The test looked successful, but the fact that it was like a billion miles away or something. <laughs> well, you can't say it didn't work then. It's. I want to know how how much the trajectory tra changed though. Like, did it literally change it so that it would miss the Earth by like an Earth width? Or is it like half of an Earth so that it makes it a near miss? Or like, how much does it push it off by? Because I know the further would, away they hit it, the fur the further it would go out. So it would also it would response, also depend on the um, the size and speed of the asteroid. So if it was small enough that if you hit it, so that it was just going to go past Earth, but it was going to get caught in gravity and get pulled in anyway, you would need more of a direct redirection. Whereas yeah. if it was heavy or fast enough that it was just going to like come to it and we've got it to like angles that are just skimmed and it's going fast enough and it's heavy enough to keep momentum and just miss with not get pulled into a gravitational field. I feel like it's, um, it depends. Yeah, But it was successful. One of the main things that we, that we have to do as well is make sure it misses the moon as well. So it's like we can't exactly make it just miss a little bit and just miss the moon. We'll have to make it so that it goes all the way past yeah, skips the moon as well. Yeah, exactly. So, Jordan, where's Beth? Because we can hear her. Yeah. She's being very loud. Either that, or your microphone's picking up everything. She's on the, in the ceiling. House. No. Just. Yeah, Jordan, your mic's real loud. <laughs> just in the bedroom. We've we can hear her louder than, can, than we can hear you. With Emily. Noisy bastards. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, I'll I'll that, that was my little tidbits of information for this episode. I'm not gonna hijack it any longer. I will let you carry on. Unless you want a... us to I, I've I just covered some to... things, but it might be a better video than a podcast. Okay. Although well, I could I, do it anyway. I am I am just gonna talk about uh space a bit more anyway. So if it's anything to do with space, you can go ahead if you want. Can we talk about the fact that Jay has been going through old podcast recordings and he's realised that me and you have dedicated a couple of podcasts to solving mysteries and so now we might legit at some point make a spin-off podcast? <laughs> Just us I, two. I mean, yes. We definitely <laughs> solved some mysteries there, by the way. We did. We 100% did. <laughs> even, if we un- even if Jay is insisting on making it sound like we unsolved mysteries as if we're some yeah. bad conspiracy theorists. He's making it sound like we've got stuff that's been solved and said it wasn't. Although, you know, I've, I've been known to do that before as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you you are an advocate for pigeons being robot spies and which country doesn't exist? Finland doesn't exist, man. And JFK was JFK was actually shot by the CIA agent at the conference room, but we'll gloss over that one. Despite the fact that you absolutely love <coughs> the, the fucking... What you might call it? The, um... Kimmy. The... Flat, the, the Kimmy. Finnish god, the Kimmy. There is no other Kimmy, there's just <laughs> the Kimmy. There is just the Kimmy, but that's not the point. Dude, it's Finland's just different. It's because my brain was going for the flying fin, but that's what I was So many Kimmy. successful drivers and rally drivers and Formula One drivers come from Finland, and of it's such a small nation. Well. Yeah, and they don't give a shit about anything because they have Sisu. It's because, yeah, exactly, Sisu. It's all about the Sisu. It's just Which is a made-up word from a made-up nation. Book. It's just a bit of fucking Sweden. Right? These people are not human. They are human. They're not human. You can't even get a conversation out with them because they haven't been programmed with speech skills properly. <laughs> that's, mean, that my, does, that's, that's my theory. <laughs> that does kind of do it, yeah. Yeah. They haven't been programmed for, intera- for social interaction. <sighs> They're my ideal people. Can I go and live in Finland? It's a Japanese sure? fishing colony. You'll be living in the sea or you'll be living in the north of Sweden. Deal. Do. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Deal. <laughs> <coughs> it means I can have every sen- every conversation with someone. I can just go, <coughs> yes. No. What do you mean That's every it. conversation? They don't have conversations. Exactly. Someone they just have matter-of-fact that... interactions. Someone that comes over and asks us questions, I can just answer every question with a yes or a no, and that's it. Not, not extend the answer or anything. Do you know what would be interesting, though? Imagine if you turned up to the scene of a... You know, you turn up um, in this country, so that, say, you're, you're driving to work and there's been an accident on the road. And the police get there and there's been a four-car pile-up and, you know, people are injured and stuff. And they're like, right, what happened? And everybody gives a statement and the police have to write down lots of things and then it takes hours to reopen the road. You'd get there in Finland, you go, right, what happened? You go, I crashed. And he would go, well, he crashed into us. And then he would go, well, he crashed into him. And then they go, right, no bother. Clear everything up. You'd be, go- you'd be going within half an hour. Because they would just what, go, what, ha- what happened? I crashed. That's it. <laughs> that's all that happened. You'd be gone like 10 minutes. So that is my statement. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else in the statement would just be he crashed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's so matter of fact, I love it. That's brilliant. That's <laughs> how short court cases are in Finland. That's Don't what we should do. We should, we, should just travel to, we should just travel to Finland and investigate this and just see how much of a conversation we can have with a Finnish person. Just, oh, man, just Scandinavia in general, but especially Finland. Yeah. 
Scandinavians are not very verbose, are they? Yeah. Like you said, like you said, a Finnish courtroom. Did you do it? No. no. Did you see him do it? Guilty. Yes. Did you see him do it? Yes. Guilty. There we go. Done. Imagine, imagine a Finnish courtroom drama. You'd have a half hour episode. You would solve fifteen crimes in the first episode. You would M- move <laughs> over, Judge Judy. I want to see a fucking Finnish courtroom. <laughs> you can probably YouTube it. <laughs> she even on TV. I'm sure she's been going since like the eighties or something. I don't yeah, know what still is on, going on. on TV. Don't we have a British version? Uh, we've got this. Don't we have the really camp guy who's like over? Yeah, Judge Rinder. That's him. Judge Rinder, aka Judge Grinder. Who's not Kyle... a judge? Is he not? He Apparently do... not. I don't know if this is a thing or not. He doesn't even do proper fucking crimes. It's basically domestic. Let's not defame people on my podcast, uh, John. Th- th- this is, <laughs> to be fair, this is the thing. They wouldn't really be Jesus. able to show the, t- the crimes, like the proper crimes, because. They wouldn't be able to show the crimes. What you think well, they work out who the serial killer is and just follow him for a few weeks going, look, this is what he's done. Well, <laughs> you know what I meant, though. But they wouldn't be able to show the actual proper court no, cases, the important ones, the like, murders and stuff not like in the that. UK. Too many people would it's get ba- offended. It's basically petty court that he does. It's like... It's what, it's what everybody does, though. It's what yeah, Judge Judy does. Judge can't... Judy had a fucking... He was on my farm. No, he was on my farm. Yeah, That's but America is. in America, it doesn't matter what court it is. You can have a, um, you can record in England. You can't record in the courtroom, especially in a crown court. So that's why they still have sketch artists who that's make people look like, like with the ducks that have been punched in the face. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, it wasn't when it was done in the UK. They weren't allowed to show it on YouTube and places like that. But when it was in America, the last court case, there was a big thing in the big thing. They got all like two weeks of it. I mean, we've got it over here, but that's because we stole all the American clips and stuff. But yeah, it's because it was on that, YouTube. That's, that's, that's the yeah. stupid thing. It, apparently, someone's making a film of it, dude. But th- that's, the, that's the really stupid thing. Johnny Depp played uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, it, it was some, some knockoff guy, but he, lo- he looked like he was trying to be Johnny Depp, but he looked more like the Salt Bay guy from the memes. <laughs> but. but uh, Johnny Depp on that call case, but we'll brush over that. Yeah, true. Leave Johnny Depp alone. But that's the thing. Like I've always wondered, why do we still do the sketch artists where they can't actually do a proper sketch of the person? Like I know it's because they don't have that much time because they're in the court. Dude, dude how long do court cases go on for? Days. What do you mean they don't have enough time? I know, but I'm sure the sketch artist only does it like what, like one sketch for one day, and that's it. Like they no, don't continuously do not... the sketch. Even a day, man. I don't know. They, they never seem that good. Like, surely you should just be able to go. I know. Camera, there you go. Like, no, surely no, the, no. The, you're not allowed to record a photograph in British courtrooms. Yes, however, most places that have that have a separate rule where it's unless you are an employee of the court no, no, or no, le- no. unless you are, like, a specified, you are an, a photographer employed by the court for the specific case of taking the mugshots of the people. No, you're not allowed. You are not allowed by law British in British courtrooms to take any recording or camera equipment. Unless there's permission given. No, you're not allowed. I'm That's sure why there's been no televised courtrooms of photographs. That's why they still use sketch artists. And uh, what do you call them? Secretaries. Typewriters. A lot more like Stevie Wonder, to be honest. But I mean, you, you did. Them? Transcribers. Is that what they're called? Uh, Transcribers, yeah. Transcriptors. So, yeah. Transcriptionists. Yeah. yeah. They're the one. 
something like that. It's the people that type like that. what everyone says, and then they go strike that from the record, and they go subscribe. Scribes? I mean, scribes just write what people say. So, more why, modern version of that. Why do I think that a scribe is like scratching, like etching? Why is that always in my head? Isn't there a tool like, called a scribe? That's what etching. There is, and a scribe used to be the person in the medieval times where, like, people would dictate to them and they would write oh, letters for you. And Just stuff. a writer. So, yeah, basically. But in my head, it's always engraving something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fancier version of it. Does that mean a tattoo is a scribe for humans? Technically. If it's engraving. Is a tattoo a human engraving? Yeah. They're not removing flesh, are you? Yeah, no. Yeah. But this is the thing because it, it can't be classed as you're painting the human because it's going into it. You can't be classed as engraving because I mean, technically you are Inscribing? going into, Technically you are engraving because you're going into the flesh. You put you're like causing damage to the skin in order to inscribe. You are technically. Jordan has been know. engraved. Yes. With the worst freaking thing in the world. <laughs> Jude Kyle, you so much hate for that tattoo. It's not even a bad tattoo, it's just that you don't like where it is and how it is. I didn't originally want it there. Where do you I know you did. That, that's the, that's the thing that. That part? That, I think that's the part that annoys me the most is the fact that you didn't even fucking want it there, but you ended up with it there. Why, why is it there then? Because the, the person that did it turned around and went, oh, it'd be better where. Where it eventually ended up. No, you should. Because people, no, then you, people no, be able no, to see it. I was like, and I don't want people to see it, really. No, Jordan, it's on your body for the rest of your life. If he goes, it would be better there. Go, yeah, well, the tattoo gun would be better, better up your ass. It would be better where I wanted it. It's my tattoo. Oh, but I said, it's permanent. Stick to your guns, dude. Well, imagine what he would have been like if the tattoo artist was like, oh, this would be better on your neck. I went, no. You wouldn't, though. You would have went, oh, really? Okay. I think the only way he would have he would have definitely said no is if he went. Ah, oh, it would be better if it was an essay instead of an NU. Then I would kill him. Oh. I would think never, the tattoo. I would never trust the tattoo artist that said that. I would give them the, the pegs would have low. That's the thing. Please tell me that you went to Sunderland to get that tattoo because that would be fucking marvelous. No, I went to Berlin. Oh, you bastard. Everton. Bedlington. Oh. <laughs> that would be def- one hell of a way to travel for an NUFC uh, tattoo. For people who win. don't even like one. <laughs> who are basically blue mountains, but that's another Oh, point. Jordan. <laughs> right, <laughs> now we're insulting Everton. We're insulting everybody. Right, shall Let's I get back on anybody. the spades? Back on the spades. Yes, before I start insulting Scousers. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, because we'll be here all day. Well, we've, right, okay. So we've talked. We've talked about like humans. Jordan, sorry. You're wearing a red top. You look like you're wearing a. Oh man. You said your words gonna do it, and then you did it anyway. What's the point in pre-warning? <laughs> so then they're prepared. That's hey, the Americanism right. in them. It is. I'm not gonna say this, but and then says exactly what they were gonna say. Ah, <laughs> oh. right. <sighs> So we've talked about the dart and how it will explode and or just impact something and redirect it and shimmy it. What shimmy. what is one problem with that? If it does a one eighty, then it's going to redirect us. 
Well, no, other than that, what's like the the main the one that it's more of an inconvenience, but it's something that occurs, and it's something that occurs with every space launch, everything that we do in space. It could Pollution. Up. Rubbish. I'm thinking more trash. Like that. Yeah. That if when the dart, when the dart impacts and like explodes, yeah, it's going to have Kyle. all the pieces floating in space. Kyle. The National Space Station has to dump stuff somewhere. The capsules that we eject sometimes they don't end up back on Earth. Sometimes they just float off. You've met the human species, haven't you? I have indeed. We are trash monkeys. That rubbish in in our garden, so we don't give a shit. Someone does. Oh yeah, there will be people that do, but the people that do aren't the people that are building rockets. Or Actually, they rockets, are or in charge of launching rockets. To be honest, the the UK I mean. Space Agency has decided they're going to fix it. Well, they're going to make a. The, they're going to uh, fucking. Bin two long. two UK based companies are designing missions to clear hazardous space junk alongside the launch of a new program to back cutting edge space technology. It's lit. The concept art is literally a box with four grabby claws, and it's basically going to go around collecting Wally. trash. We've got wow. Wally in space. They're going to make Wally, but it's going to be like is... a bigger shuttle. And it's uh, do you know what? Uh, this is why it, it's, it's stuff like this that makes you proud to be British. Americans have been blasting shit into space and causing a mess for ages. So are the Russians. They've got a space station floating around there that is basically a bit of metal rubbish. There's so many fucking satellites up there. The Chinese have launched shit up there, satellites and stuff. There's so much rubbish up there, and we, you know, the Americans have now went, you know what we really need to do? We need to make sure that if there's a meteor and it's going to wipe out the human race, that will stop it. And then we've went, no, what we really need to do is make Wally because he was awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be a shuttle with a claw. It's going to pick up all, all the all the stuff, and the the concept image that they've used it does look like it's picking up either part of a satellite or part of the dart module because it it does have an antennas and so that. But it's um the the two companies have been awarded four million from the UK Space Agency to design missions to remove existing pieces of space debris. Uh, once the designs are complete, the teams along with other UK companies could receive further funding to see the UK's first national space debris m- removal mission to launch in 2027. I don't know a lot about space travel. Yes. Four million ain't a lot. It's not, however, the it's like a sort of baby project of see if this is possible, and then once that's done, it will gain ah. more, because they're saying that the project will directly support the creation of 70 jobs, Further op- opportunities to work in the UK space sector, and uh, and uh, it will join the already su- already supported forty seven thousand jobs in the space sector, which generates an income of sixteen point five billion each year. So it will be this is like a concept thing of if you can get this work and you'll get these other contracts, you'll get more money type thing. Um, but yeah, but basically the. Uh, orbital congestion and space debris is one of the biggest challenges facing the global space sector, and the UK Space Agency has committed 102 million over the next three years to deliver capabilities to track objects in space and reduce debris. It's also leading on global regulation and standard setting to make space activities more sustainable, in line with the government government's national space strategy. Uh, it's it's estimated more than 130 million pieces of space debris are orbiting Earth, from tiny flecks of paint from sp- from satellites from spacecraft that have went up, 
to old satellites, spent rocket bodies, and even tools dropped by astronauts when they go on spacewalks, which is probably... Well, that's common. just careless. Yeah. Uh, the debris can stay in orbit for hundreds of years and present a real danger to satellites and the public services they deliver, as well as future space missions. So it's making sure that we can continue going to space and we're not going to accidentally <coughs> knock, out a, knock out a satellite by literally putting a spanner in the works that's fallen out of an astronaut's hand by sending a wally. I'm, I'm game for the wallies. This is, sounds like a good idea. Kyle, you know what yes. I did learn today? Uh, this links to space, but if you're not finished, I'll let you finish. No, it's all good. Go for it. It's nothing to do with astronauts or something. It's just something awesome. That's fine. You know the little, little teeny jumping spiders, the black and white ones? The absolutely the tiny ones, ones, yeah. The little cute ones that dart around and then jump. Yeah. Right. Scientists discovered, well, actually, I, I think it was a young lad, it was like a 15-year-old boy or something, had basically theorised that if they jump because they, they drop down onto prey, they jump onto prey and they have to take into account... Um. <laughs> they have to take into account that the, the, the spider must understand gravity in some form it must be able to know its trajectory and know it's going to reach this place and that's all it must understand that if it goes up it's going to come back down yeah and where it's going to come down to work it out because they've got a really high strike rate yeah so they've sent them this guy this i think i'm sure it's 15 14 or 15 year old boy designed an experiment they took some up onto a onto the space station and tested it right to see because if the spider the gravity's different because if it if it understands gravity if the gravity's different then it's going to miss so the yeah. thing was is is the spider going to miss every aim or isn't going to learn and they thought well it'll, it'll just keep missing but it learned and then yeah, it'll come back it's, and it's, it's, but, inter it's an intelligent creature it will figure out okay if i jump if i want to go there and i'm jumping here and i'll end up over there then I know that I need... The spider's not stupid. But Animals is... aren't as stupid as humans think. Dude, this is, that isn't the best part. You know the tiny little jumping spiders? Yes. Apparently, if you have a green laser pen, it chases it like a cat. Why? Does it think it's like a specific type of bug that it I can... I don't know, man. The, I think the basic theory of it is, because no one knows why, they just worked out that they chase lasers like cats, which is fucking awesome, and now I want a pet jumping spider. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, the basic theory is that, like a cat, it's like almost like just grabbing its attention and mimicking prey, so then it tries to jump on it, and then obviously it's a laser, so it can't, so it just jumps to the next bit. Yeah. But I, wa yeah. I want to find a jumping spider now. I used to see them all the time. I haven't seen one for like two years. I've, to be fair, my, well, I've got lasers the for the cats. I'll keep one on us all the time, just in case they jump spider. Well, I had one at the office the other day. I don't know if it was an actual jumping spider, but it was sitting on the desk, and whenever we tried to pick it up, it tried to fucking jump off the fucking thing. It's a jumping spider. It's yeah, the it, black and white ones that look like it zippers. was like absolutely fucking ones. tiny. You got the little cute. They got the two little eyes and then the two little teeny eyes, like the little cute spider animation thing. Lucas. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not on YouTube anymore. That's an actual TV thing now. I always knew it as like a little YouTube skit that an yeah. animator made with his little cousin. And then, then my mom turned the TV on the other day and it was on fucking TV. Oh, it was going to pay for it. That was awesome. I hope so too. But like, and I didn't realise it got that big. I knew it was YouTube big, but I didn't realise it yeah, got that know. big. But apparently they decided to make an actual fucking thing out of it. 
I want to jump. I want to pet jumping spider. I want to pet jumping spider now. You what? I mean, it w- you would lose it constantly because it's absolutely fucking tiny. No, no I just shine light and then it'll come and attack us. <laughs> Laser. <True. coughs> Ooh, the spider whisperer. You know how we have often talked about energy and the fact that nuclear energy is by far the cleanest. It just needs to be regulated properly. It needs to be maintained and kept safe properly. Yes. So wind turbines, solar, all that sort of stuff. Nuclear beats it by a by a country mile for everything to do with output, input, everything. It's just it needs to be carefully regulated. It needs to be kept safe. It needs to not be Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl was only an issue when it caught fire, to be fair. Exactly. Well, apparently since the 60s, countries have been trying to invent a nuclear aircraft. With most countries giving up, deciding that the hardest factor of it wouldn't be regulating or safety or anything. It would be creating enough shielding where the passengers and the pilot doesn't get extreme radiation blasts and ends up fucked fucking mutated by the time they land. Yeah. Apparently someone has decided to pick up this fucking um, this torch and as of 2022 they've decided to create a concept plane which is a nuclear powered plane that would carry 170 passengers at more than three times the speed of sound. That, I mean that's quite impressive. It's called the Hyper Sting, and it's been dreamt up by Spanish designer Oscar Vinales. Um, the aircraft would be nearly twice as fast as Concorde and much bigger, and he believes this concept is feasible, but requires technological advances first. So basically, what he's admitting is everybody before him since the 60s was right, it's not possible yet. <laughs> So I'm not too sure how this ended up being in the news, but I just love the fact that it's something that we seem to keep on going back to ever since we've discovered nuclear power and stuff. People have been going, can we turn it into a plane, though? You technically can. And um, every single time they've realised, no, it would be very unsafe and people would die. But let's con- let's get back to it in another 10 years. I would like to point out, since you're talking about nuclear power, Yes. And I, I don't know if you know about this. I've just had to Google it to find out what the name is. Yes. But there is a very specific power station in France. And I, in since this week, only Jordan's insulting people and why not. I'm just going to say that I applaud the French for this. This is brilliant. This is the kind of thing that we would do if we could. Right? Okay. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, if we did this, if we could do this, we'd probably do it to France. But... Uh, would you like to Google, right, the EDF nuclear power plant choose, C-H-O-O-Z. And there is a reason. C-H-O-O-Z, why? Because if you look at the map and you look where it is, it is a brilliant. It is in La Centrale choose in France. Uh... I mean, you'll see what I mean if you get if you. I've got I've got to go on Google Maps here, and it's just brilliant. It's on its own little island. It's in not on its own little island. Would you like to zoom out? Well, from, I mean, from it the is, Im- from the image, it looks like of. it's basically in a little island in a lake. No, so it's in, in the bend. Hills. It's in the bend of a river, but if you zoom out a little bit, 
a young Google Maps. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right on the border with Belgium. It's not just right on the border with Belgium. It's a bit of France that extends up a few hundred kilometers into Belgium. So it's basically surrounded on three sides by Belgium. It was the Vente has a tiny little bit of France that we own. This is mostly surrounded by Belgium. Put the power plant there. Fuck them. <laughs> it legitimately is. It's, it's, in case this melts down, we'll just... We'll just give this bit of land back to Belgium and say that it wasn't us. That is brilliant. I applaud that. Uh, from the I French. applaud that. If you're French, you've that done is... a good job there. Genius. <laughs> if, you, if you're so much, you can see the whole book. It's so far into Belgium. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Which bit's the furthest? Which bit of France can we build this on? That's the furthest away from France. Well, we've got this bit that goes a few hundred miles into Belgium. Deal. We'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that a while ago, and I just thought when you were talking about power plants, I just thought that, you know what, that's brilliant. I thought it was just like, because it looks like it's situated on its own little island, I wasn't sure if you were going to say they made a man made island just for that, so that if it melts down, it just sinks down or some shit. No, it's just a bend in the river, but they went fuck out and put it right in Belgium. <laughs> I fucking love it. Whoever had that idea deserves a fucking medal. No, if we had a land border of France, that's exactly the kind of shit we would do to them. It is one hundred percent. That is exactly what we would do. That's well played. That is well played. I know that the the Japanese have got one where it's legitimately next to a tourist beach, so you can sit on a tourist beach and it looks picturesque as fuck until you look to the left and see a power plant. Looks picturesque. Picturesque. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> shut up. But it it's it's the fact that you're on this lovely beach. You've got this oh, you've got this like lake and it looks absolutely lovely. You look to your left and you've just got this massive monstrosity power plant, which has survived two fucking earthquakes, by the way. Yeah. Like okay. that is how you do a power plant properly. I, com- I commend every power plant so far that hasn't had a meltdown has managed to survive earthquakes and like all the other natural disasters and shit like that because you're doing good. Ah, but they're getting better designed. They are more efficient than like coal power plants and stuff like that. And they're cleaner, they don't pollute as much. Unless they're exploding and they kind of pollute more nuclearly. More nuclearly. Well, we'll gloss over that. It's not for the concrete dome and a few thousand dead people gone fix. Oh god. Dude (laughs) It's true, but come on. I I need to find I need to find a a thing that I can't find, but I'm gonna find it because I can find it, but I can't find it. But I'll try and find it. I've got it saved somewhere because I wanted to talk to you about it at some point because it's Is this is this the coffin? No. In in that is from um <coughs> sorry, that went down wrong. There is okay. a concrete dome that was made for uh, found it. Nu- nuclear waste, nicknamed the coffin, and it's a bomb. I thought it was crater. called the sarcophagus. No, it's called the coffin and it's no. a bomb crater filled with radioactive soil on a tiny island in the Marshall Islands. Oh, that's because the US literally nucleated the shit out of it and then People worry because it's literally on a sand island that literally the sand and he's going to erode and it's all going to go to the ocean. Yeah, it, it's, America. it's where they tested a series of nuclear weapons off 
off the coast of uh, basically off the Bikini and the Enwatak Atolls, which the B- Bikini Atoll flag is still the best flag by far. Yeah. Um, but it apparently the um, the radioactive soil sits under a 350 foot wide concrete lid known as the Runnet's Dome, which is the nuclear coffin. Yeah. Uh, so I found it. I found what I was going to talk to you about. Yes. Uh, this is a guy called his dude. I I, I believe it's uh, Hishashi U- U- Uchi. Hishashi Uchi. Uh, but no, because his surname looks like it's Auchi. It's O U C H I. Oh yeah, is... oh yeah, Hishashi Uchi. Is that the right. one who survived two uh, nuclear blasts? No, it's not. This is worse. Okay. So, oh, the radioactive man kept... What? Yes, yeah, so no, well, get off. I'm going to read it. <laughs> okay, I'm off. I'm uh, off. It I'm says, off. after a fatal accident at uh, Japanese uh, Tokaimura nuclear power plant in 99, uh, Hishashi Uchi lost most of his skin. So... Yeah, that sounds painful. He arrived at the University of Tokyo Hospital after being exposed to the highest level of radiation of any human in history. Doctors were stunned that the 35-year-old nuclear power plant technician had almost zero white blood cells in his body and thus no immune system. Um, The nuclear accident began before noon on September 30th, 1999 at the nuclear power plant plant in uh, Tokaimura, Japan. With an obscene lack of safety measures and an abundance of fatal shortcuts, yet determined to meet a deadline, the Japan Nuclear Fusion Company told Uchi and two other workers to mix a new batch of fuel. The three men were untrained in the process and mixed their materials by hand, then accidentally poured seven times the amount of uranium into an improper tank. Uchi was standing directly over the vessel as gamma rays flooded the room. While the plant and local villages were evacuated, Uchi's unprecedented ordeal had just begun. Kept in a special radiation ward to protect him from hospital-borne pathogens, Hishashi Uchi leaked fluids and cried for his mother. He regularly flatlined from heart attacks only to be revived at the insistence of his family. His only escape would be a final cardiac arrest 83 days later. I'm I'm sorry, but he's in that much pain. He's constantly having strokes and deaths and stuff. Why is his family constantly reviving him? Surely they should. If he's he's got no skin, he's got no immune system. He's going to be confined to that room. Chances are he's never going to get an immune system back due to the radiation. He's going to die eventually. He's in mass pain. He's confined to that room. Surely yeah. you would just say, "Let him go." I mean, I mean, it's it's. This is from an article from a from a website that's called All That All That's Interesting. By the way, if anyone wants to look it up. Um, it says the power plant equation in uh, Tokaimura was ideal due to the abundant land space and it led to a whole campus of nuclear reactors, research institutes and fuel enrichment and disposal facilities. Ultimately, one third of the city's entire population would rely on the nuclear industry. Uh, locals looked on in horror as an explosion at the power plant rocked uh, Tokaimura on March 11th, 97. Dozens of people were radiated before a government cover-up was launched to hide negligence. However, the gravity of that event would be dwarfed two years later. The plant converted to uranium hexafluoride in from sorry converted uranium hexafluoride into enriched uranium for nuclear energy purposes, and it was typically done with a careful multi-step process that involves mixing several elements in a carefully timed sequence. So there's a proper process. 
Yeah, but obviously it must be. You can't just go willy-nilly play, having fun in a sandpit with radioactive materials. It has to be specific. Yeah. So it says in 99, uh, officials have begun experimenting to see if skipping some of those steps could make the process faster. Already a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but it had caused them to miss a September the 20th deadline for generating fuel. So I don't know how they've done that. There's the, they went if we skip steps this will make it faster and then skip the steps and went hold on now this for a deadline i don't understand that i think it's that they were researching trying to do quicker <laughs> in doing yeah. that they basically halted the production of what was normal yeah which is just dumb so it says on on september the 28th uh around 10 a.m on september the 30th sorry hishashi uchi his 29 year old peer uh misato shinohara and their 54 year old supervisor Yutaka Yokokawa tried a shortcut, but none of them had any idea what they were doing. Instead of using automatic pumps to mix 5.3 pounds of enriched uranium with nitric acid in a designed vessel, they used their hands to pour 35 pounds into some steel buckets. At 10.35 a.m., that uranium reached critical mass. The room exploded with a blue flash that confirmed uh, that a nuclear chain reaction had occurred and that it was releasing lethal emissions of radiation. Uh, and this is how Hishashi Uchi became the most radioactive man in history. The plant was immediately evacuated as Hishashi Uchi and his colleagues were taken to the National Institute of Radiological Sciences in Chiba. They had all been directly exposed to the radiation, but came out of their proximity. Uh, but because of their proximity to the fuel, they were each were irradiated at different degrees. Exposure to more than seven sieverts of radiation is considered fatal. <coughs> right. Yeah. The supervisor. So Yokokawa was exposed to three and will be the only one in the group to survive. Right. Uh, Sinohara was exposed to ten. And so he was seven, the next seven. step away. He wasn't as close, I'm guessing, as yeah, the so, main guy. Yeah, so it, it was ten. Seven's fail. Yeah. Uchi, who stood directly over the steel bucket as it exploded, was exposed to 17 sieverts. So more yeah. than double what's fail. Uh, his exposure was the most radiation that any human being has ever suffered. He had been in immediate pain and could barely breathe. By the time he arrived at the hospital, he had already vomited violently and fallen unconscious. His radiation burns covered his entire body and his eyes were leaking blood. The most dire was his lack of white blood cells and the absence of an immune response at all. Doctors placed him in a special ward to prevent infection and a massive damage to his critical organs. Uh, three days later, he was transferred to the University of Tokyo, uh, where revolutionary stem cell pre procedures would be tested. Uh, in his first week in intensive care, it involved countless skin grafts and blood transfusions. A cell transplant specialist, uh, Hisamura Harai, uh, next suggested a revolutionary approach that had never been tried on radiation victims before, stem cell transplants. These would rapidly restore Uchi's ability to generate new blood. The approach would be much faster than bone marrow transplants, while Uchi's sister donating her own stem cells Disturbingly, the method appeared to work before he returned to a state of near death. Uh, it does. It, photographs of Uchi's chromosomes show them completely decimated. The profuse amount of radiation coursing through his blood eradicated the introduced cells, and images of Hishachi Uchi show that the skin grafts could not even hold because his DNA couldn't physically rebuild itself. So uh, they, they tried all this stuff, but because of the radiation, as soon as he got any new cells, it would just destroy it. As he, soon as he, he got a skin graft, it would just tear itself off because his body would reject it. But it, basically, his DNA was so damaged that his cells weren't even cells that were basically liquefying and falling apart. Uh, he apparently cried out, uh, I can't take it anymore, I am not a guinea pig. 
But to the, at the family's insistence, the doctors continued their experimental treatments, even as his skin began to melt from his body. Then on Uchi's 59th day in the hospital, he had a heart attack, but his family agreed that he should be resuscitated in, the, in case of death, so the doctors revived him. He would eventually have three heart attacks in one hour, with his DNA obliterated and brain damage increasing every time he died. Uchi's fate had long been sealed. It was only a merciful final cardiac arrest due to multi-organ failure on December the 21st, 1999 that released him from the pain. So they, they kept the guy alive for like, what was it? Many days? Uh, I did say before. 83. 83 days, was it? Or somewhere yeah, 83. Like. Yeah, 83 yeah. days. I mean... <laughs> That's just no good, man. I, I know there's a town in Japan where they're saying people can move back there. Because it was a, it it was where there was a nuclear accident or like a nuclear bomb or something, and yeah. people people have started to like some of the locals have went back because it was declared safe, but people went there with the vidas and it was like levels where humans shouldn't be there for the next twenty years type thing, but it's it's not often you hear someone get blasted with radiation where it's just been a accident of someone saying mix these chemicals together faster well yeah but still i mean uh, in some ways that's worse isn't it that's if what it, you get if for it, cutting corners basically yeah it says the immediate aftermath um saw 310,000 villagers within six miles of the tokai facility ordered to stay indoors for 24 hours over the next 10 days 10,000 people were checked for radiation with more than 600 suffering low levels uh none suffers as much as ushi and his uh, colleague uh, Shinohara. Shinohara spent seven months fighting for his life. Uh, he too would receive blood stem cell transfusions. In his case, doctors took them from the umbilical cord of a newborn. Tragically, neither that approach nor skin grafts, blood transfusions or cancer treatments had worked, and he died of lung and liver failure on April 27th, 2000. So the other guy survived three months. And then the supervisor, the Yokokawa, was released after three months of treatment. He had suffered minor radiation sickness and survived. But he faced criminal charges of negligence in October 2000. Uh, the nuclear power plant, meanwhile, would pay $121 million to settle 6,875 compensation claims that affected locals. And the nuclear power plant continued to operate under a different company for more than a decade until it shut down automatically during the 2011 uh, Tohoku earthquake and tsunami. Uh, and it's not operated since, so it automatically shut itself down during the tsunami, so it would have been like a safety protocol. But yeah, yeah. I, found, I found out about him a while ago, and it just, it's, I mean, that's unbelievable. It really is. Um, I think we'll call it there for tonight, then, with um, stupidity of nuclear levels and the space race and the fact that we are getting a space wally, hopefully, thanks to the UK Space Agency. I do have many more nuclear accidents they aren't all um nuclear power station failures and stuff like that so they're quite interesting i've got a good few of them so we can talk uh, about that some other time so maybe next episode might be a nuclear episode we shall see if you want it. but thank you very much for listening it has been a pleasure and thank you very much for joining us jordan and stefan and everybody else in the world we thank us for joining you or them for joining us uh, them for joining us and you guys for joining me. So, ah, thank everybody. Why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you all. And hopefully you will hear us all 
next time. Bye. 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 Can you sound any more enthusiastic, Jordan? Bye. Bye. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>